Welcome to Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Nay. I'm Brennan. Hey. Hi. <laughs> hey, folks. Michael is not with us tonight. Yeah, we poisoned all the coconut LaCroix <laughs> because we knew only he would drink them. We wanted to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, Michael literally told us to tell you that um, he's shitting himself <laughs> right now. So that's fun. Thanks, Michael. Live and in person. Live and in person. Um, but we also have a really special guest today, and I am going to let her introduce herself, because who can do it better than you? Mm, you might be able to do it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? I'm Aisha, uh, the barber I'm mostly known as. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, I've been operating a barbershop in Los Angeles for the last five years. Just opened up a cafe a couple months ago. Uh, you know, you're all around civil servant. Mm-hmm. And uh, movie horror buff connoisseur. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Yo, that barbershop. Oh, yeah. Well, my, okay. So I've had the barbershop for five years and it recently got destroyed uh, later, earlier this year by a, what is that? A crane falling through mm-hmm. the side. Oh, my God. Or Cranes last year now. in the sky. Yeah. Was, <laughs> Not the time. <laughs> thanks. Too, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Yeah, damn. Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah, I just missed it by 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm okay. Yeah, end of an era. Such good memories. Not not so much. We'll be back okay. open soon. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Because yeah. nobody, nobody cuts hair I like you, I miss my barbershop. Yo. Yo, I miss my barbershop. Yo. Yeah. I remember one time my best friend was in town, and I was like, hey, do you want to go with me to the barbershop? Like, I'm about to get a fade. And we were there, and she was like, bitch, you didn't tell me that your barber... <laughs> takes an hour to fade you i'm like because you've never seen anything Mm -mm. this beautiful Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure you haven't seen this happen nope because and to this day nothing has compared Mm. to your haircuts that's what she said yeah boom so thank you for being here tonight um i think of you as someone who has definitely inspired me personally a lot um and when i thought about spaces that mean a lot to me or like the kind of spaces we want to create for ourselves mm-hmm. the kind of spaces we have to create for ourselves fortunately or unfortunately um and you definitely always come to mind um Aww. because i remember walking into that barbershop and seeing so many queer black women being the being experts at mm-hmm. what they do mm-hmm. and um that's dope I you know, so. yeah. So, thank Aww. you. Yeah, thank you, you're welcome. Um, so what are we here for tonight? What are we? <laughs> well, we uh, we got to do, do tea time. First. No, for sure, gotta... for sure. Um, what have I been watching this week? Oh, you know what I finally did. What did you do? Finished. I'd been saving the very end of Crazy Ex Girlfriend. <sighs> uh huh. Keep talking. And so I finished. <laughs> I know. So I I'm clutching it. my chest. Yeah, clutching pearls. I finished it, and of course, I'm really sad about it because I love that show. Um. But I'm also okay with it because I just want to see what Rachel Bloom does. Yeah, like now she is free to go out and do something else beautiful and wonderful in the world. And the way they ended that story is exactly how it needed to end. Yes. It it like transfers from this like stereotypical, like kind of crazy ex-girlfriend, you know, Mm -hmm. trope into this like beautiful, sad mental health journey Mm -hmm. that is hilarious and... I, I'm so stunned by this whole show. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. What did you think of the medley of the songs oh, in the I, final episode? I loved. Mm-hmm. That was so good. You know what? And I, I think if someone had told me about 
all of the singing in that show before I watched it, I probably wouldn't have watched the show because I find myself as an adult less likely to watch a musical. Um, well, it's because you were poisoned by Seven Brides for Seven well, Brothers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, no, I, I loved it. And that show, I don't think I've ever had a show resonate so much with me yes. in terms of mental health. Um, and I thought that that was just, like, extraordinary. And just in terms of the representation on that show. Yeah. Um, it's, first of all, beautiful in the regional Southern California yeah, humors. Like anytime they mention any township yeah. in greater Southern California, like um, the line in season one where it's like, she got into Cal State Northridge. It's the Harvard of Northridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, also, I mean, in terms you, you of... You love this show. I love okay. it so much. I have so much to say. Um, but no, there, there's... Um, like a, it's not just oh there's a Filipino character it's oh there's right. a Filipino character and his family and his friends and they're Filipino and they're Latino and they're you know yeah actually representative of what California is like yeah totally because we're not just a bunch of white Beverly Hills 90210 people yeah no white we're supremacy everybody. does a good job of erasing people from mm-hmm. like every narrative mm-hmm. yeah that's so fucked up yeah so Rachel Bloom and you know what like I feel like I'm always someone who when queer women talk about being attracted to women that aren't queer, I'm like, can't relate. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, meh. Like, and, and I, I, you know, I don't, that doesn't really resonate with me. But, you know, Rachel Bloom, she can <laughs> like, get a pass. she's so irreverent and vul- like straight up vulgar. And mm-hmm. I think when I meet women like that, I just assume that they're queer <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, how could you even, you know, be this cool and not be queer? But um, she's not. But she's fucking dope. And I'm like, oh, maybe I get it now. Because <laughs> she's bomb. Yeah. No, look, yeah. There, there's always except, exceptions to rules. It doesn't mean that rule shouldn't still be there. Yeah, I guess so. Like, um, my boyfriend implemented an Instagram rule, which I really appreciate, is that he doesn't follow, like, hot people on Instagram if they're straight. <laughs> and I have done a purge on my Instagram, and I feel so freed by that. That's so interesting. Huh. Yeah. Cause, okay, because at first I was like, wait, like a rule for you? Like, no, no, like no, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it's his personal rule that I have taken upon myself because I think it's really valuable. Yeah, no, that's there's, like, You know, there's a couple that slipped through, but yeah. they're mostly Zac Efron. Okay. <laughs> you and my mom. Okay, all over Zac Efron. My mom literally calls him your new, my new daddy. She's like, um, and I saw your new daddy on TV, Zac Efron, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I cannot dab. God, I, that, that is a person, though, who I would never want to talk to. In real life. That makes sense. But yeah, don't meet your heroes, folks. He's not my hero, but... Okay. I, <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway. Well, what if, yeah, what have you been watching or up to? Um, I, unfortunately, have been watching Twilight Zone, the reboot. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah. Not I'm a big it? Twilight Zone fan, original OG. And uh, they're trying too hard. And oh, it's shit. It's failing. Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen any of it. Yet. Yeah, so, I'm just trying to support my boy like, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm yeah. a big fan of his, and uh, he sounds great. He looks great. The intro's great. Um, the stories are just flat as fuck. Like, and how many episodes have you seen? Three, so just oh, all three, a- all three. Yeah, you know, I'm like, okay, first one, no problem. Second one, because, third one, I was like, uh oh. Yeah, any anthology so show will be, you know, up and down, but that's not a great trend. Oh, and they're like redoing classics. Like they redid the um kind of a spin on the on the um on the twenty thousand feet. Let that one go. Yeah. 
And then they did one, I hate to say it in public, but, you know, Sanaa Lathan was on, Sanaa's acting was a little wavy, <laughs> a little wavy. It was a little wavy. And like Beyonce and Austin Powers. You're like, oh, <laughs> see, I don't remember that. That's how bad it was. I deleted that from my brainstem. No, it's just like a... And I feel like they're trying to be like scare me. You don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be a good ending. Like mm-hmm. you know, I, they they use the uh, the you know the cop, this cop that just kept harassing and wouldn't disappear from you know um, them trying to take her and her son to college. You know, to mm-hmm. college. And it was just like you know, it's a nightmare. You can't escape this racist white cop. You know, well, okay, well then don't have them escape, and then don't have them escape in such a politically correct kind of cheesy. You got to watch it. Yeah. Oh, apparently. it was like, oh, God, like. Oh, I'm just, I'm sad, oh, but we'll see what happens. I'm really sad about that one. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It'll be one of those shows in 10 years where you're like, you got to give it five seasons. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then. <laughs> but Jordan Peele looks great. He sounds great. So just watch the opening clips. Yeah, he sounds, he's doing his Ross Sterling thing. He looks great. <laughs> Suits are fantastic. Ugh, love good suit. Yeah, looks great. Yeah, and then that's like what a, a one minute a week time expenditure. I can definitely okay. incorporate that into my schedule. I'm gonna try and watch all of it. I'm gonna yeah. continue to watch them. Yeah. I'm I'm one of those. I'll keep watching it until it's something. Yeah. Well, because it's that. CBS All Access, right? Yeah. See, that's why I'm not caught up. I don't know how to find it. I don't know where it is. Yes, I think it should have been on HBO. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I then think. they could have like tales from the cryptid it up to like yeah. make it a little edgier. I think that's the problem. It's a little little soft, little T ball pitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey. What about you? Well, I don't have my, my intro music cue today because oh, yeah, Mark and Michael are gone. No, that's, I'm not asking you to. <laughs> um, but this is the penultimate La Llorona Corner. Mm. So um, as frequent listeners know, I've been watching all of the movies about the Mexican folk legend La Llorona in preparation for the new movie, which, to be clear, I do not anticipate to be very good. <laughs> but I was just, I, this is kind of an excuse to do this because I wanted to, you know, do some research into topic I found interesting so i actually watched the well it came out in 2013 under the title of her cry the la llorona investigation um but it was never really released it finally got a dvd release this year to um to rip off the new movie under the new title the la llorona curse instead of the curse of la llorona um okay so there wasn't not going to be a bad found footage movie in this franchise or in this marathon I've been doing. And this is that one. Um, We got our whole thing of like digital cameras and they keep glitching because they don't want to show that they edited the movie. Um, (laughs) And there's, it's all set in this suburban house. That's clearly the director's house in Southern Texas, but supposedly according to the lore, it, Hernan Cortez, the the explorer, owned the house like 600 years ago. Oh. And it's just some like Edward Scissorhands tracked home. I'm like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I also, I shared images of the title cards on this movie um, on my Twitter, but the spelling is wrong. Mm. Literally from spelling to grammar to literally the kerning, which is the spacing between the letters and between the words themselves. It's just off. It's really wonky. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't a very good movie. It's a lot of, 
unknown actors ad-libbing lines about La Llorona and they're finding dolls that are clearly someone bought at Toys R Us and then buried in some dirt and they're like, this is what they were buried with 300 years ago. Um, but I will say it does gain a little bit of energy in a monologue that I did share on my Twitter, but I am also going to share here. It's a beautiful clip. I wish you could see it. Check out my Twitter at It's Raining Brands. Um, but it's a girl who's Hands are moving so fast. It's like she's in the Amityville Horror House batting away flies while she's talking. Um, but yeah, here's, here's, a, here's a little bit of that. For all I know, that bitch doesn't even exist. That bitch, I don't know, magically carried me over there. And it's not, it's, it's not even a girl. It's, it's a thing. It is an it. That is what we're going to refer her to. Her name is not Tina. Tina was three years ago or two years ago when she was here. That is Tina. Tina is a dead bitch gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, and that last line was very sorority row, which is yeah, why I liked seriously. it. Um, yeah, so would not recommend. But um, I do want to recommend you check out the articles that I released online this week about kind of the culmination of this marathon. Um, I wrote an article on alternateending.com about why no movie can get La Llorona right and the five that you should watch anyway. And I also, <laughs> yes. um, on my monthly column on Dread Central, I also wrote kind of a primer for La Llorona to get you ready for the new movie and kind of explain her cinematic history and how she's been represented throughout the years. And it can kind of give you an idea of what to look for going into the new movie. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And so check that out. So how many of you watched Total now? God, um, I think with the new movie, it's going to be 19. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there are like Damn. that is almost all of them um, the ones that I skipped are ones that are literally just not available anywhere like someone made them probably as a thesis film at some university and then it never saw the light of day but they made an IMDB page for it so mm-hmm. I wrote it down Right, but it does not wow. exist well damn you stuck mm. with it I sure did um, I know how to commit and that's not always a great thing but I honestly I do I do feel this last stretch has been really rough because um, the digital filmmaking boom of the mid 2000s allowed a lot of not very good filmmakers <laughs> to get things out there. Yeah. And look, that democratization of the technology is a really great thing because it also yeah. allows yeah, good unknown filmmakers to get their stuff out there. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's two sides of a coin. I was thinking about that when you were talking about language, uh, like grammar and spelling. And I was like, you know what? It would be nice if like, Folks who either didn't have access to education that would teach them the ways of, you know, our preferred grammar or people who just like don't have the ability to learn those things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I wish there was space for people like that to do jobs like that. Um, Like in terms of filmmaking and that kind of thing? Anything. I wish that that wasn't necessary. Like I understand why it is a barrier, of course. Like Mm -hmm. we um, have to be able to communicate. But I'm somebody who like, well, I think when I first got out of school, because I spent so many years in school, I grammar was so important, and mm-hmm. I had to like correct all my typos. And if I'm like t- literally texting my best friend, I'm like correcting my typos, and I'm like, uh-huh. why? Are you gonna think I'm less smart if I don't correct that? And if that's the case, I don't care. Like you, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually hate grammar policing and stuff. And I'm like, do you understand what that person said? If yes. the answer is yes. Then they spoke a language you understood. Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, ask some clarifying questions. But like, there's no need to drag someone for for something that is really just indicative of like your privileges, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I wish that 
when you democratize, wait, what was it? Democratize. democratize these things, I, I hope, I love that that allows people access who didn't have access, but I hear you about it also providing people who, with no talent, <laughs> yeah, no access. Like I said, it, it's, it's good and bad. Um, I did not mean to specifically criticize like, oh, yeah, the person making the film for the title cards. I mean, no, you know, no, they, right. It's noticeable though. It, like, it's, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. noticeable, but the thing is this was, look, if this was some student film or whatever that I watched, uh, that's a different criticism lens oh, yeah. to take an approach with. But this is a movie that did receive an official release from wild eye releasing. Yeah. And I'm saying their so editors, like, their editors should have looked at this. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting. But no, like I'm, yeah. I'm obviously like very fervently in support of everyone oh. being able to get access to that kind of equipment and filmmaking. Right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's actually a major point of why I did this marathon. Because like we've we've had some fun here today. Because <laughs> um, especially a lot of the recent ones I've watched are very, we'll just say it, not bad. They are bad movies. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, um, one thing that I encountered a lot in telling people about this marathon, especially early on, was like, I'm watching all these movies by La Llorona. I'm watching all these movies like made in Mexico. They're regional Mexican productions. They're for an audience that's not American in most cases, starring people who aren't directed by people who aren't. Um, and a lot of people kind of responded in a way of like, oh, why would you do that? Or, oh, that's going to be really harrowing and bad for you. And let me tell you what, it only got harrowing and bad once the Americans got involved. (laughs) Um, Look, there were some bad, like the 1933 film that I watched was pretty boring, but it had some great moments. Um, I don't think that blanket dismissal of an entire regional culture of cinema is something that I want to invite. And it's something that I found kind of irritating or vexing when I was talking to certain people. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I'm doing this because I'm genuinely interested in this and because I find something valuable in cinema. Yeah. And it, just because it's not something you've heard of, or it's not something that people could spend a lot of money on doesn't mean it's invaluable. Mm-hmm. Is that, that's not, that's not the right word. It, not valuable. Yeah, no, totally. Um, anyway, that's my little soapbox. And I'm just here to say there are a lot of really good films in this marathon and there are a lot of really bad films in this marathon because in any group of items or people or things, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but I, I did this because it's a beautiful journey that I went on and not because I wanted to like mock and destroy a whole set of films. Yeah, no, I definitely took note of several of them and have been like, Oh, I definitely have to watch that one. Thank yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, we're here to talk anyway, about a movie. We are. Um, and so we're here to talk about 1408. And of course, y'all know that we have our guests pick the film that we discuss. And Hello. so um, each picked this film and I want to know why. <laughs> I love mindfuck horror films. Yeah. Yeah. Psychological stuff. Oof, it was too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite subcategory of horror for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, especially the older I get, because mm-hmm. the, you know, I get, or I understand my crazy better. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> it's more distressing to watch someone go through yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And the older you get and the more you understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do we have a trailer? We do. Let's, uh, let's kick that in. When Mike Henslin lost his daughter, the afterlife like the exorcist his obsession. <laughs> but after years of searching, he no longer believes. 
you're saying there's no such thing as ghosts. I'm saying I've never seen one. Nothing would make me happier than to experience a paranormal event. Gerald Olin, manager of the Dolphin. If I can just get the key to 1408. Yeah, you get it. It's a spooky hotel room. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Um, Well, do you have a shady summary of this movie? I actually do. And I want to preface this by saying to our wonderful guest that this is going to be a very shady summary. Mm, But I did enjoy the movie. Yeah. Um, So... Um, Too Much John Cusack stars opposite Not Enough Samuel L. Jackson in nobody's favorite Stephen King movie about a hotel. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Wait, this is a Stephen King film? Mm-hmm. It's based on one of his short stories. Oh, get out. Yeah. yeah. Any of his short stories, you put the word evil and then insert a noun. It's like Mad Libs. Evil room. Evil washing machine. Will you read it again? That was so that funny. Was, okay. Spot on. Uh, too Much John Cusack stars opposite Not Enough Samuel L. Jackson. In nobody's favorite Stephen King movie about a hotel. <laughs> oh, uh, damn. Yeah. You got served. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. Um, we do have uh, a shady summary from Michael, don't we? Oh, we do. Yeah, Michael did send us in, even though <laughs> so he's just <laughs> he's just really um, being generous at both ends right now, yeah. somewhere across okay, the city. All the ends, honestly. <laughs> um, but he was also generous with his mouth, specifically Lord, for this shady summary that he sent to us. 1408 made me sick. It literally made me sick. That's why I'm not here today, everybody. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Oh, oh pick, poor I Michael. The, I picked the, the right film. Uh, <laughs> poor perfect. Michael with the fever. I was like, boy, what do you mean you got a fever and you're throwing up? Of course you're not coming. Yeah, also, like, please don't. don't trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, it's not. It's no thing. Like, I love you so much, but f- that is miserable. Please, like, go take care of yourself. Yeah, also. This, also, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Number one. Take your ass home. <laughs> also, yeah, I mean, this, this is a panel show because yeah. we can't rely on just one or two people because we have a lot of people who have... Jobs yeah. and schedules and mm-hmm. human bodies with their own frailties. So this yeah. was built for. Yeah. Um, my so I had two. I think I'm going to save one for later when it when we. I think it'll come up organically. Um, but I was just going to say like, <sighs> <laughs> just basically a movie about a white man who. <laughs> threatens to sue a hotel to get into their um death room that's very accurate <laughs> like they're they're sure fired you will die in here he's like you know what if you don't let me in i'm gonna sue you <laughs> can, can i speak to the manager <laughs> can i speak to the manager exactly yeah did you I, everyone did you prepare one or could you not bring yourself to it's totally okay if not. uh yeah just I guess I don't have a really good quippy one like you guys do. I mean, it just made me think of like 24 hour concierge gone wrong. (laughs) Completely (laughs) off the rails. My question, you guys watched the film yet? (coughs) No. No, we haven't watched it. I don't know if you just watched the trailer before you start. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, we 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 both watched it. it. We watched it. When did the room officially lock him in is, is the question. I was okay. Was was the uh, the air conditioner serviceman? Was he a part of the room, or was he the last final? Uh, oh, that's a way really out. good point. Yeah. Did 
Did his clock start counting down from an hour after, after. that point? I would say yeah. that point probably. That's I would I say it too, but he he acted so funny. That guy he did. Look, he was trying to live. Which is my second shady summary. I'm like, listen to the black people. Like, (laughs) Samuel L. Jackson was like, don't do it. Like, here's a five-minute monologue about why you shouldn't go in this way. I will give you this $800 bottle of liquor, put you in a presidential suite. And this white man's like, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) I can get that on my own, son. Like, I actually want to go in this death room. He actually took the bottle still. Yeah, he did. Awesome shady. Super shade. And I feel like, didn't it refill at one point? And then he's just still going at it. Still going. Yeah, I love it. (sighs) Yeah, so I think it was definitely after, I think that Mm -hmm. was the last. That was the last. Because the way he skirted around, I've seen this movie way too many times, the way he skirted around that hallway and they played that kind of creepy music, I was like, is he? Because he kind of vanishes. He does. It's kind of like later. He looks down the hallway and it's like, whoa. Completely gone. Yeah. Which... I mean, I think that's exactly how you would act if you were the the this service is also technician. The facts. I'm out of here. Like peace. Like I'm peace. only coming to the door, mm-hmm. and then I can tell you how to do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie made me think a lot about similar to let let's scare Jessica to death. Mm-hmm. Just these like in all of, in a lot of these psychological thrillers where. There's a person who isn't trusting their intuition. There's Mm -hmm. a person who isn't trusting themselves Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's driving like that. I mean, that's how a lot of people go crazy Mm -hmm. is where um, they aren't believing what they think and they were actually right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's the creepy part. Mental illness. Are you just on the other side of a coin that we can't flip over? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, sorry, I'm just pondering now. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, is, sure. it is a dark movie. It does have those mm-hmm. very dark themes to it, especially mm-hmm. in the sense that he's really lost his faith. Like like the trailer says, mm-hmm. um, after his daughter dies, he's really lost his faith. And then there's mm-hmm. the, he's really almost, pro- he is provoking the mm-hmm. afterlife to try mm-hmm. and give him a sign, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is he just too far gone or is it finally happening? Right, right. Yeah, he just like tears out of he lies his mind and just Ooh, tear he's at so him. cocky too. Yeah, oh, he is. That all those like snide tape recorder remarks <laughs> he makes while he's walking around. Yeah, what well, like I don't know what I would do if I had if I interacted with someone acting like that with their tape recorder. <laughs> like, what is going on? But I will say I was a little I'm not sure. I wish the movie had smoothed me into his transition mm-hmm. a little more because he has, by the 33 minute mark of this hour and 52 minute movie, mm-hmm. he has fully snapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the chocolates appear on his pillow and he yeah. is immediately at 11, running around, opening shower yes. curtains, mm-hmm. smashing into walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like when they take you out, when they, when, when you think he's out, even though you never think he's out. I mean, you're like, I've seen a horror before. before. Yeah. You know, he's not out, but like the little, the little clues they give you. Um, did you, I watched it on Amazon Mm -hmm. and I got the Mm -hmm. alt, the alternate alternate with at the funeral. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. It's awful. And so then when I was reading the synopsis on IMDb, I'm like, Oh wait, that's not what I watched at all. Yeah. The alternate ending are always awful. But I think I liked I liked it that he died. I, I like the <laughs> other ending where they, they, they see, they hear the girls recording. And then, you know, the wife knows that he wasn't full of shit. I don't know. Yeah, both I, read, I read that one. I read that one. I To me, I was, because I didn't like him. Yeah. I was, 
I was so happy that I was like, whatever, good. I'm glad you died. Right. Um, and then because Samuel L. Jackson listens to the tape player mm-hmm. in the car because the wife won't take right. his belongings. Mm-hmm. Right. When he hears the child's voice, right, like that was so fucking creepy. It was I was creepy. like, oh, also that's like, creepy. Yeah. Anything that gives him more to do in yes. this movie, right? Because yes. after after that monologue scene, he shows up in the fridge for like thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah, that was a little problematic. <laughs> right. the, the fridge scene. Yeah. Any anytime Sam has on a wig, I want to see more. <laughs> very seen he just feels very empowered by yes okay i'm listening hanging on every word oh yeah no and that that's true like i don't know if any fiction i mean you can name every film he has a wig on it's better i haven't seen glass i don't know if that unbreakable wig oh hell yeah well I will say, um, I don't know if either of you have performed on stage before, mm-hmm. but there is something really empowering about getting into a costume and being able to kind of mm-hmm. transform yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, for someone I knew, it was the shoes. Like, the shoes that they put on made mm. them feel like they were who they were playing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I don't wear high heels, and now I'm in high heels, and I'm just sure. totally different person, or, you know, what have you. Um, but I think that's a really, the, the power of the wig is really unparalleled. Yeah. That's true. Just all around. A wig is a hat. A hat is a Mm -hmm. wig. If you have Mm -hmm. on a wig, you have on a hat. Yeah. When he puts on hats. (laughs) (laughs) He's there. Excellent points. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, I thought I had, when we first talked, I was like, oh, I haven't seen that movie. And Mm -hmm. then, (laughs) like I was saying earlier, didn't remember that I'd seen the movie until the part where his daughter dies again. That was awful. You know, I remembered that mm-hmm. it it was awful, but the first time I saw it, um, my brother had recently lost a child. Oh, man. And I, that part tore mm-hmm. me up. Mm-hmm. Like, I, for, it took me, I think it took me like two years to not think it was funny when a kid died in a movie. Like, now I'm good. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But for like two years, I was really fucked up over that. And I remember, and that's the moment I remembered that I'd seen this movie mm-hmm. before. I was like, oh. It like sparked that. Ugh. When she like disintegrates, oh, kind of like the foam yeah. in the lure. Yeah. When she, when that, ugh, it's just when like it just that like dis- pop. Ugh. Mm-hmm. It was sickening. Mm-hmm. That was sickening. Well, no, and the, well, there, there's, there are, look, um, at least, at least Michael on the show has come out as very pro child death in yes, movies. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, there, that's there's, why you sick, bro. There are different ways <laughs> that movies do it. Like, cause I mean, it's, it's true of anything that's represented on film. Um, like in, there's a movie called Bloody Moon from 1981. Um, oh, you should. Um, it was directed by Jess Franco who did Vampiros Lesbos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's a part where just out of nowhere, this kid we've never met before is playing on a street and he just gets slammed by a truck and just the, the sheer uncanniness of it is kind of, it, it kind of, um, elicits one of those kind of, half laughs of just such unexpected lunacy. Yeah. And like that movie is crazy and you're already laughing at things that are happening in that movie. But in 1408, she's just going fully limp in his arms Ugh. and it's brutal. Yo, Jess Franco's a fucking freak. He is. <laughs> Yo, what? I have to watch that. Oh, you should. It's Yeah, her going limp. Mm. Sorry, I'm like topping around. But yeah, her going limp. That was... 
Yeah. Uh, also, the like convincing that she's like, no, daddy. Like they do that in a lot of movies where they, you know, like it's not actually the kid, and they're like, daddy, no, it's me. Well, then they made they, her walk on glass and yes. rubble to get to him, Fire, like hot coals. <laughs> with hot coals. He did his job. John. <laughs> there was a lot in this movie. <laughs> there was so much in this movie. I definitely when the snow started. I was like, oh, oh yeah. this is this oh, yeah. is my nightmare. All the senses. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From hot to cold. That was yeah. good. And that's yeah. so like the way that they could so completely transform the environment in what's essentially mm-hmm. a one room movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. That was super was cool. cool when he when he thinks he has escaped and mm-hmm. he's at the post office. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And they start tearing down the mm-hmm. walls and the glass. I was like, this is really nuts. I love yeah. that, and the the uh, the guy in the post office was the same guy. The bellboy, uh, yeah, yeah. I love I, I love stuff like that. I will say though, I'm really grateful the movie had a flashback to the bellboy from the beginning because I wouldn't remember yeah, that shit. All yeah. the people that he he like <laughs> yeah. notices, like the waitress or whatever mm-hmm. at the restaurant, they're all these like really bland white people mm-hmm. that are they look like every extra from the movie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, you know, there was something so distinct about the way he said no to the bellboy that it made me think. Remember that for later. The way they yeah. zoomed in on yeah. his face. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm supposed to remember this. Curious, is so the whole incredible. hotel uh, haunted? Right. Because there's entities, there's the right. phantoms. The baby, the yeah, stroller, downstairs. everything feels... Yeah, that, she was downstairs. Mm, that Rosemary's baby, yeah. baby carriage. Yeah. It looks like yeah. the carapace yeah. of an insect. It's yes. so gross. Well, I love that the room was giving him a chance to get out. Because remember, he walks in a complete circle and, and ends up right back at the elevator. Mm-hmm. You know, and it oh, opens yeah, up for does. him. And it's like, hey, mm-hmm. you want to, one more time. Last chance. It gave him a few chances. And then it said, fuck it, you're in here. <laughs> yeah, we're going to change you that demanded, emergency. Right? Okay. You demanded. I love how the floor plan, floor, floor plan changed. Oh, mm-hmm. that, like, yeah. that itself was mm-hmm. chilling. Yes. Yeah, that was good. That was chilling. Being him, like, trying to walk on the ledge to another room and then like them showing the outside and there's just mm-hmm. no windows but his. That mm-hmm. was freaky. Yeah, that was good. Oh, him, like, Crawling through the vent and seeing that, different memories. Yeah. And then, I, oh, sorry. Oh, I just wish they would have shown a more of a variety of people. They kept showing the, the same woman jumping out the window. Yeah. You know, if all these people have died, you know, 56. show me. 56. Yeah. 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 There was that, the guy from the bathtub, right? Yeah. And then the woman jumping and then the, like, Clint Howard with a hammer character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, the person across the way. Oh. <laughs> And then it was really just him. That was oh. very freaky. Imitation yeah. always scares mm-hmm. me. If someone in a movie like starts imitating someone's voice, Oof. that freaks me the fuck yeah. out. Like I'm done. I'm like yeah. that shit is scary. Yeah, and and that's also the like he's not safe even in this other building. Yeah. This room has kind of exuded mm-hmm. its influence throughout everything mm-hmm. he can Wild. see. Yeah. Uh, when the when the sound goes away uh, and he's that was scary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bad acid trip. I will say one thing, like this movie obviously has this really incredible, like uncanny, scary imagery and like that, that corpse in the, in the uh, vents yes. that starts chasing after yes. him. Oh, I don't <gasps> like that. I didn't uh-uh. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, I just kept thinking when he come when he, when he comes out the vent and then it's just like the vent is still open, like close it. Like, is it going to like slither down? Mm. Oof. But I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Now, just just the one thing I will say about that is I feel like I didn't have enough downtime in between all the scary stuff. Mm, sure. And especially in such a long movie, by the end, I felt kind of numb to it. I was like, sure. oh, here's another scary yeah. thing. I get it. It's kind of how I feel about Mother. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. This is, I mean, at this point, I'm not really 
Yeah, I've, yeah, seen I've it. hit my like pinnacle of like anxiety and shock. Mm-hmm. Like I, at this point, I'm just riding. Yeah. Have you seen uh, through the eyes of the mother? Or the eyes of my mother. Through eyes of the mother. It's uh, it's one of the most oh, disturbing films of all. I time. started it and I realized I was like, oh, bitch, you actually have to pay attention to this. Uh, <laughs> so I stopped it so I could it's watch terrible. something while I can look at my phone. Yeah. And I'm gonna. I put it on my list though. Yeah, check it out. It's Kay. twisted. Definitely. It's, yeah, it's on my Netflix. It's yeah. like um, human centipede, but on the opposite side. Like, why would someone make this? Like, this is so dark. Uh-huh. Like, human centipede, why would someone make this? This is so ridiculous. I made so many of my friends watch human centipede, oh and they were like, fuck you. Yeah. I'd be like, no, 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 we gotta watch uh, <laughs> And they were like, bitch, are you kidding me? Like, uh, <laughs> how do you pitch that film? How do you walk into a room? Yo, and pitch that. I mean, shoot, it was a German film, so kind of like yeah. (laughs) What we were talking about earlier, audacity, shoot your shot. Yeah, like might as well. And who's a more mediocre white man than the director of the Human (laughs) (laughs) Centipede? Oh, and Human Centipede two. How many? Three or four? There's three. Jesus, Mm -hmm. I I just found the first one so boring. Yeah, Yeah, it was slow, but then once once. I just feel like it's ability to make people uncomfortable. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so for me, I loved watching my friends be like, <laughs> I hate you. This is awful. <laughs> and I was just like cackling in the corner because I thought that shit was so funny. <laughs> okay. I totally feel that. It's the same instinct of why I keep trying to get you to try the Aussie bites in the kitchen. That are these like. It's fucking gross. I'm not doing it. <laughs> there's these ridiculous like health food <laughs> snack cake things. And all the ingredients seem fine. It's like apricots, raisins, flax seeds. Like, whatever. No. I'm aware of these. No. Um, but then you eat all them. together. It's like eating a bird's nest. Exactly. He's like, please try these. I'm like, no, I can literally smell. Because uh, y'all know my sense of smell is mm-hmm. out of this world. I'm like, it smells like the rabbit pellets, my rabbit. Hey, like, yeah, it smell yeah, is, I'm like, no, I'm not yeah. eating that. Not when the kitchen is full of perfect things. Mm, That is so true. Ooh, that kitchen. I told Brennan earlier, it's my favorite room in the world. (laughs) The Blumhouse kitchen. They have a lot of things in there. Wow. So what Where else is going we? on at 1408? Yeah. Oh, well, you it's know. It's like we've had not been talking about the movie for like five minutes. Right. right. Um, something that I was thinking about just because there's so much loss in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes he loses the same person over and over again um, and definitely loses himself a few times. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously on the show, we always are thinking like, are there either very obvious queer elements in this film or is there something that speaks to us as queer people? Or is there something kind of broader that's still just like is kind of a queer theme? Mm. Um, and when I was thinking about loss, something else I've been thinking about a lot lately is just how for so many queer people, we have, well, this is not every queer person's story, of course, but a lot of us don't have access to our families the way that we might like to, mm-hmm. um, whether it's because we just can't deal with their shit or they don't want to deal with ours um, or us. And how we like have to recreate family around us of our loved ones and how obviously that's awesome that we have such wonderful people in our lives currently. But how, for me anyway, there's always this kind of like low level heartbreak that I can't spend a lot of time with people that I love very much because it doesn't feel good. Yeah. And 
I I saw a meme recently that was like queer being queer is your parents literally knowing nothing about you oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> or something like that or yeah. your family knowing nothing about you and I was like wow yeah so it's not I mean that's not necessarily the kind of loss that happened in the movie but right. um loss in general I think sometimes for us to live in as authentically as we want to we have to lose a lot of people sometimes. Sometimes. <clears throat> a lot of times people just don't know themselves. So, you know, it's like, you know, I think maybe that has a lot to do with how, you know, if we're just talking in generality, queer folks, how we deal with our families. Um, because we're forced to know ourselves a little bit deeper mm-hmm. than your average bear. Mm-hmm. And most people just coast. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, I can only speak from experience when you learn on in any realm, whether it be self awareness or spiritual or anything when people are on the same page it's kind of hard to be in the same book you Mm -hmm. know so sometimes (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know so maybe sometimes that definitely can create wedges that aren't there uh, that are there simply because you know baby i'm i'm on the wave you know i got i gotta find you know yeah i'm forced to know all Mm -hmm. aspects of self most people aren't yeah absolutely and I mean, because like in, in 1408, look, it, it's a nuclear heterosexual heteronormative family and there's nothing explicitly queer about it. But as queer people, we always have to find ways to live inside an explicitly heteronormative world mm-hmm. and apply our own experience to it. So we can queer any fucking movie yep. yeah. by just taking the emotional undercurrent of mm-hmm. it and seeing how this connects to us. And I mean, that's what both of you are doing. Um, I think mm, I took a little bit less of a heart wrenching approach to it. Yeah, I'm drama. Don't worry. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I think my transition into queer life has been very smooth. I have a very good connection with my family still. I've been very, very lucky in that regard. Um, so I just want to make sure the conversation doesn't skip out on the fact that the Carpenters are in this yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. That Let's one of the creepiest go. parts. That's the creepiest part. A repetitive part. song is so scary. Oh, yeah. Movie. Jeepers Creepers. How, how about when the, when the Carpenters came back on and that, that clock rewound? Yeah. Oh, I was like, so I was exhausted like at that point. Yeah. film already. I was like, okay, jump out the window, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't anymore. Oof. I just, I mean, because there is something to be said about Because the Carpenters, I feel so comforted mm-hmm. and enveloped by them and then kind of yeah. twisting and distorting them mm-hmm. into this Ooh. kind of mm-hmm. prison. Yeah. Ugh, when um, the music, when it just like goes a little off key and it yeah. starts to warp. Yeah. Oh my God, don't do that shit. I, no. <laughs> and the thing I liked about that is that they don't really change Karen Carpenter's voice that much. So there's still mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. nugget of normalcy mm-hmm. and everything else is melting mm-hmm. around it. Yeah, like that damn room. Oh, yeah. when the phone melted, I love oh, it. That was really cool. That was cool. You um, know, Sam Jackson's man weave is pretty queer in that vest. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a gay trend right now. I mean, it, yeah, that it hat funny. he had on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a check. <sighs> the gays in their hats. You know, I went to this party last night. Full of gays. Actually, it was wonderful. Um, it was a uh, Chingy was here a few weeks ago. And she talked about <laughs> oh, that, that not her, her. not not um, Chingy the rapper. Oh, this is the gay Chingy of Dyke Instagram. Uh, uh, Chingy the rapper is the gay Chingy too, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, no, that was Houston, right? 
Okay. Anyway, everybody's gay until proven straight. True. In my book, it's easier that I might way. Give them the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, she had told um, y'all about a party she was about to throw, and she threw a party, and it was good. Anyway, mm-hmm. the point of this is gays in their hats. I mean, I got <laughs> because I'm taller than most people. Mm-hmm. I just got stabbed with so many hats, mm. and I'm like, you know what? You don't have to hug me. Mm-hmm. And wait, where That's was fine. this party? Was it, it was indoors? a fault line? So yeah. hey, this, this is inside at night. You no, know, LA. Presume, right? know, They're like, here's my hat and my sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter Look, the time. Look, I I resent the like <laughs> <laughs> the douchebag wearing sunglasses indoors trope. Oof. because I do have to wear sunglasses indoors sometimes yes. because I do have a photo sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So in rooms like um, the famous Blumhouse kitchen, which has yes. very open windows and very nice lighting, <laughs> I can't really handle the direct sunlight. So I have to wear oh, sunglasses. Friend. And I always feel self-conscious when I have to do that because I feel oh. like somebody else thinks I'm a dipshit who thinks he's too cool. Yeah. And I wish those people would stop so I can just do my thing and nobody has to no. think I'm them. <laughs> I feel that I feel like there have been things in my life that I felt that way about, but you're a fucking boss. Like you, you do that, and you just like just walk in there in your fucking sunglasses. I mean, I gotta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I hear. You. Yeah, so many hats, so many bills in my cheek. Just like <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm mm-hmm. tired of that. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> um, there, there is one thing that I noticed in this movie that kind of always takes me out of movies, and this is entirely my fault. Um, but there is a scary part where all the paintings on the walls um, start to change. Mm-hmm. Um, that is scary. Because it's generic hotel art that he's making fun of on his oh tape God, recorder. He was roasting it. That, mm-hmm. I kind of lived for that. That was great. <laughs> he was roasting mm-hmm. it. He was, this, he was writing his Yelp review for the Dolphin Hotel. <laughs> 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 but the thing is, I assume, I, it's parts of it must have been cgi or whatever but it seemed like the paintings were shifting between static paintings of just of different images kind of like a um like an old nickelodeon like a mm-hmm. like a flip book like just different mm-hmm. images that were still still images mm-hmm. and i was like somebody had to paint all of those it yes. <laughs> seems like so much work <laughs> and i don't know i was just a little overwhelmed by that <laughs> i want yeah i was that i was exhausted from that movie yeah it is yeah. generally overwhelming mm-hmm. yeah i feel like i got my ass beat <laughs> yeah especially at the end when he you know i i think we forgot about his father coming back in the bathroom that emotional oh, scene yeah. Yeah. and he's like throwing stuff his daughter has turned into nothing he's just exhausted and then the room just clicks back, into back and yeah. it's just like and again like we'll see in christ I think that's why none of the endings are really satisfying on this movie because mm-hmm. you can't really Trust end it. <laughs> like if he's going to be trapped here and just kind of driven mad, there's not a way to, you know, hit credits mm-hmm. and have it really be satisfying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was satisfied and unsatisfied in the movie. I I have a problem with rewatching film over and over and over. Like you mean you. Even if I don't like it all the way. Interesting. I mean, if there's. It's not. Why is it a problem? I don't know. My girlfriend's <laughs> like, you're watching this again? Like, I've watched the Terminator series. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, that's my all-time favorite. Nobody's questioning yeah. that. But, uh, my girlfriend is. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Look. She's like, my, really? T2 again? <laughs> like, it's, it's good. Why not? I'll be back. Okay. Shit. Yeah. Well, no, no, look. My boyfriend has had to sit through me watching 19 year old movies in our living room. It's, it's the burden of the queer horror fan partner. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. <sighs> mm-hmm. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't relate. Somebody watch a movie with me. Thanks. I'll watch a movie I'll with watch you. A movie with you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Nice. You're welcome. Did you cry? When, were you sad when the kid on uh, Pet Cemetery, the original one, died? Mm. Thinking back to kids no. crying and No, that laughing. kid is so cute. Gage. That was really oh awful. Oh, my God. It is yeah. awful. It is, okay. Well, cause that, it's awful. That movie is like one of Stephen King's most like harrowing plots, but the 89 movie is also kind of silly. Yeah. So it's like a weird Aww. balance. Like, I can it see it going either way, it. depending on how you approach it. I'm like, how do you kill anyone with that tiny little scalpel? Oh, he's so adorable. It's so cute. I know. The best part is the aunt in the room. Yeah. Oh, Zelda. That would turn mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that was registered as too scary to watch when I was coming up. Like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely uh, that's not hard to watch that. Yeah, I was like, this is hardcore. Like, fuck this shit. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, because it's like what you bring to the movie is what you take out of it in mm-hmm. any movie. Yeah. Um, like there are ones that do it more conclusively, like 1408. Almost no one is going to find that particular child death. Funny. <laughs> um, yeah, except for Michael. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, but also, I mean, there, there's people who laugh when they're overwhelmed by something yeah, or sure. whatever, or just sure. they're, they're not accepting what the movie is giving them. Or if, if they didn't like the movie up to that point, they're like, I'm not going to take this from you. You can't manipulate me. And I'm going to kind of fight against that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no emotional reaction is invalid. It's like the maid who gouged out her eyes oh. in the bathroom oh, and it was yeah. just laughing hysterically. I was like, that's scary. Ugh. Why yeah. Why do you think they still clean the hotel room even though they know it's haunted and they're trying to push people away from for it? For drama. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson's a messy bitch who lives for drama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, absurd. Like, this is as close as I come to 1408 except for that time of the month. Yeah. I'm like, like that unch. <laughs> No when it flows in town, well, I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but at the end of uh, or near the end of each show, we try to decide if the movie gets a pride float. <laughs> Um, I would I would not give this movie a pride no. float. Sometimes no. we also are like, does this movie have to do community service? Damn. Can we get a sparkler? Maybe not a float. Can we walk on the side no. of the float with like Daisy Dukes? Well, the, I, I don't Depends. think I don't think this movie is like <laughs> with a sparkler. You're gay. I'm just saying. I mean, can we be close to the to the float or what? I, I don't think this movie is harming or helping the queer community in right. any way. Yeah. Okay. It stays in its lane. It should go to the Fourth so of July have a parade. Sparkler with the Daisy Dukes. See? Come on, okay. we're passing out flyers mm-hmm. on the okay. side. It's like the bachelorette party that comes to the Pride Parade. Okay, Ouch. well, that you want a short leash, fourteen oh eight. Those bachelorette parties in queer spaces are annoying oh as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I sure love to be a prop in someone else's life. Yeah. <laughs> Privilege. I do. I did have a little experiment okay. that I wanted to see. Sure. Because, like, mm-hmm. nay, it like of the central like queer wolf crew. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you and I like have this mind connection. We do. It's true. And so there is this segment of the show that's kind of been promised and talked about. It's kind of oh, entered God. lore. <laughs> it's called Nays, Yays, or Nays. <laughs> so I just want to throw a couple topics at you. Okay. They're all hotel related. Okay. Um, it's kind of lightning around style. Okay. You know, if you approve of it, yay. 
If you don't, if you, if it's canceled, nay. nay. And you can elaborate if you want. You don't have to elaborate if you don't have anything to All say. Right. So just real quick. Um, okay. <laughs> mini bar. Yay. Oh, but it, if it's free. Is it though? Is it ever? If it's not, then if, then no. Okay. Even if I'm Oprah rich, no. Mm-hmm. Room service. God, it also just really, I mean, yes. Okay. Even a broke bitch be like, yeah, send me, send okay, me what, up some fries. What's the word? Though? Yay. <laughs> yeah. Complimentary Wi-Fi. Yay. Okay. I mean, at the hotel I stayed at in Cincinnati, I would say nay because it was very bad. Um, but Gideon Bible. Nay. <laughs> um, checkout on the TV. Uh, nay. Oh, you don't like that? No. You like to actually like talk to a person? Mm-hmm. I need you. We need to make eye contact. Okay. I need to know your name. Like I need to, you need to take this key. You need to clear me. Mm. I need to get my deposit back. Like fair enough. And yeah. you want to make sure it's, it doesn't accidentally like not go through. Yes. Oh, I ain't playing games. No. Okay. Continental breakfast. Uh, yay. Okay. Love free um, food. Unattended room service cart in the hallway. <laughs> Nay. What? But you can steal shampoo and stuff. So I- I'm a fan of stealing shampoo from carts like that, but the older I get, and the more I realize, I'm like, I'm a black person. If I get oh. caught doing this, like, I could actually go to jail for my life. <laughs> Wait, like, is it actually a crime? I don't know. That's okay, the that's thing. fair enough. Yep. But you because don't want to. I feel like all this. I have line. to. You have to have a lot of money to fight those kind of gray areas, and True. I don't. So You're I'm right. going to jail. Fair enough. And I got no bail, so Fine, no, nay. Okay. Uh, and, <laughs> and last one. Someone died in this room. <laughs> um. Yay. That's okay. Fine. You're into care. it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And that, yeah. that concludes Nazius or Nazius. You know, is it like, they're like, Martin Luther King died in this room. Hell no. Interesting. Or, I'm not sleeping in here. Yeah. But. Like, what's the line of person? Like, where where does it stop? Like, if it's like a real housewife died in <laughs> you this know room. What I, you know what? I actually think, it's like, how nice is the room? Because <laughs> if it's, they're like, the person you loved most in your entire life died in this room okay, in a horrible well, no. way. But is then the room nice? Because maybe I'm still stay here. I don't know. Because I ain't shit. It's like the, it's the penthouse at the Ritz-Carlton yeah. or something. Yeah, they're like, your entire family was slaughtered here. Do you want it? Yes, I, it's kind of nice. Is it complimentary? Like, yeah. Is it free? <laughs> so, yay. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know if that worked. Let us know on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you've been asking for it and you got it, so all I can say is you're welcome. Yeah, and you can send in um, what you would rather. <laughs> yeah. What would you would rather me, yay or nay, um, for next time? Yeah, for sure. Well. We'll bring it up time and again. Well, Aisha, it's been a serious pleasure. <laughs> it really has. Yeah, yeah um, Do you have anything coming up you want to let people know about? Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. At the cafe this Friday, we got um, we got Comedy Night with Shelly Shell. Oh, shit. Yeah. Shelly Shell. Shelly Shell. Some featured artists. Um, and what's the name of this cafe and where is it located? Uh, Stokely's 3500 West Pico, right here in Mid-City. Um what else? Oh, we have uh, the L Project on Saturday. They're um, viewing, uh, screening, actually, uh, Butch Mystique. Ooh. And it's supposed to be cool with a Q&A. And, um, yeah, that's what's coming up this week. And do you have any, like, Twitter or Instagram you want to plug? Yeah, where or? Can we find oh, you? Oh, yeah, IG, um, Stokely's LA. Yeah, I don't tweet. Well, the cafe doesn't tweet yet. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. And Stokely's LA on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Any of your own... Social media information you want to give? You don't uh, have to if you don't want to. Uh, yeah, no, Aisha the Barber. Uh, that's fine. And uh, that's it, folks. That's, uh, that's where you can find me. <laughs> Not returning DMs on Aisha the Barber. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Black Cupcake. 
And where's your art Instagram? My right? art Instagram. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> um, you can find my art Instagram through my regular Instagram. That's what you <sighs> at Los Angeles. It's at Gaudi Los Angeles. Um, yeah. You can also <laughs> find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Queer World Pod. You can find me on Twitter at It's Raining Brens. And I'm going to restart that hour clock because... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's a great, a great Twitter name, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Thank you very much. I worked very hard on it. I tried to get its raining brand, but they wouldn't let me have it. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. Wow, it's been real, y'all. Michael, we miss you. We really do. There there were certain pauses and like, Michael would have something to say yeah. in this part. I'm like, Michael would be making a dong joke right now. He, he was here. Oh, I love him and I don't even know him. Yeah, no, he's great. He's a beautiful, very tall man. Yeah. <laughs> Michael. Okay. Well, Michael. love y'all. Okay, yeah, bye. 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 bye.